What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And analysts consumer access.org. Number 333. Curling fans is a America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenics. Welcome in to the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network powered by Isagenics. I'm Price Atkinson. That is Joe Calabrese with the 12th In Sports Network. Episode 5 of the Extra Extra In podcast. Joe, excited to bring yet another awesome episode here of the podcast. We got some great stuff ahead in this episode. Yeah, absolutely, Price. You know, this has really been the talk of the summer offseason is to uh, who is going to be included in the Olympic trials and what what happened with that fifth uh, men's spot that was available but didn't get placed in the original selection. We've got the story of uh, Team Burr, and we've got Todd Burr and John Benton who are going to outline for us their appeals process and what ultimately led them to be included as that fifth team for the trials in November. Yeah, an exclusive interview at that because I don't believe they've shared this story really anywhere, Joe, with anybody else. So just really a unique and awesome opportunity to talk with JB and, and Todd just about you know being victorious without appeal to be included in the trials. I don't think I've heard this story anywhere else, and you're going to hear it right here on the Extra Extra In podcast, Joe. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to hear what they have to say. Yeah, me either. So you will hear that coming up here in this episode. You will also hear our weekly roundtable is Joe and I. We will talk with two-time Olympian Jessica Schultz. She's going to join us again this week. Had a lot of fun with her last week with Sean Murray and I talking through some various topics, but really excited that Jessica is going to join us again this week and, you know, is another kind of added, you know, layer to this thing. She was on the the panel uh, that heard the the Team Burr case. So we'll touch on that a little bit with her. We'll also touch on kind of what happened around the world of of USA Curling with some of the high-performance teams and what they went out and did this weekend, Joe. But, you know, just another – a lot of fun. We do this here every single week. The Extra Extra and Podcast with the 12th Minute Sports Network, powered by Isagenix. You can get it every single Thursday morning, a brand new episode right on your smartphone, Joe. All you got to do is go to your Apple Podcast app on your smartphone. Go to the Apple Podcast app, search for the Extra Extra in Boom, hit subscribe. You got us right there, a brand new episode every Thursday morning leading up to the U.S. Olympic trials coming up in November in Omaha, Joe. Yeah, you know, and and once you've subscribed, go back and listen to some of those uh, those previous episodes. We've got four others uh, in backlog there where you can talk, uh, you hear uh, conversations with Team Sinclair, uh, with uh, 
with Team Sinclair with uh, Phil Dropnik, who's Team USA coach, with uh, Brady Clark and Greg Persinger from mm-hmm. Team Clark. And, and last week we had Corey Christensen and Sarah Anderson uh, on as well. And uh, these stories, you know, how they're preparing, what they did over the summer, you know, sort of how they uh, got to where they are. It's really what this podcast is all about. And it's great to go back and, and listen to uh, those episodes if you've missed them. Yeah, no doubt about it. A great idea if you have not heard the first four episodes, this being episode five of the Extra Extra In podcast. But you can also get it iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and without a doubt, every single week, tesn.us forward slash podcast. Again, tesn.us forward slash podcast. We got every single episode right there on the 12th In Sports Network website. And it's also, Joe, where you can sign up to win some of the great prizes, and we got another great one to give away this week. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Red Elephant Chocolates is is giving us a full house chocolate set. And, you know, when I thought about uh, who we might go after to get some folks to help us uh, set up these contests, they were one of the first ones I thought of. And, and who, you know, doesn't great... love, who doesn't love chocolates, Joe? No, who doesn't no love chocolates? No kidding, and you know what? What a great gift idea! You know, you win this, you can give it to that that curling uh, fan that you love so much. So no doubt about uh, it. There yeah. you go. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, each and every week you come back and uh, sign up for a new contest. Especially your sweet tooth. You got to get ready for Halloween just around the corner. Then we pivot right into Christmas, man. You know, you mentioned some of our other guests we've had on, Joe. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up just from the outset, okay? Because I think, in fairness, we need to do that. And some of our, if not all, of our previous guests we've had on here, they've gotten the extra, extra, extra in podcast bump. Yeah, we've joked a little bit about it in in uh, online, and you know, it, Team Sinclair they wound up wound up winning a World Curling Tour event the week that they were on. Uh, Sean Murray, uh, who uh, co-hosted uh, with us uh, in episode three. He went out and won a spiel that following weekend. And then this past weekend, Corey Christensen, uh, their team uh, made it into the playoffs of the event that they were in, a semifinal. So uh, I, I got to believe that we have something to do with it, a very, very small part, but something to do with it nonetheless. There is no question we have something to do with it here on the Extra Extra in podcast. I am a believer. I am superstitious. I am a firm believer in superstition that is simply about the podcast bump right here. But do you think we can take a little bit of a podcast bump for our NFL teams this week that, I don't know if you want to say the podcast bump, but how about the Buffalo Bills and my Carolina Panthers? How about the bump they got this weekend on the road, Joe? No, no kidding. I think the uh, podcast bump affects the NFL referees <laughs> in the Buffalo Bills case. I, uh, I've never seen so many breaks go our way. Um, and I say our, even though I'm not part of the team. Um, but, uh, they are uh, they're a surprise, that's for sure. And, you know, those Panthers, you know, they're, they're the only blemish on the Bills record right now. And uh, they're playing terrific. They, and they took care of uh, New England for us. So thank you so much. We are the tie that binds Joe Calabrese and Price Atkinson. We are united at the hip. And it's the NFL that has a partial attachment. It is We are bound by your Buffalo Bills, my Carolina Panthers. You know, just a lot of fun we've had uh, this year. Uh, talking a little NFL, a little bit. It's going well for now. When this thing goes south, I think that that stuff and that talk will cease, especially as we really get into the meat 
of curling season. But we got a big show coming up here. As Joe mentioned, and we talked about earlier, in the next segment we will talk with uh, John Benton and Todd Burr from Team Burr are going to talk about just simply uh, winning their appeal and being included as the fifth men's team at the U.S. Olympic Trials coming up November 11th through the 18th in Omaha, Nebraska at Baxter Arena. We've got that for you, then followed by that. We've got our weekly roundtable as Joe and I will talk with two-time Olympian Jessica Schultz right here on the Extra Extra End podcast with the 12th In Sport Network, powered by Isagenics. We'll be right back with that interview with Team Burr here on the podcast. Have you tried different weight loss programs and are still looking for results? I was too until I found Isagenics, and it didn't take long before I started getting the results that I wanted. Isagenics is a complete 9-day or 30-day weight loss energy performance and health aging program. With over 550,000 customers in 7 countries, Isagenics' science-backed ingredients and products are rigorously tested for safety and will help boost your weight loss efforts by gently cleansing and nourishing your body. Isagenics' cleansing and fat-burning system has helped me relieve daily stress and given me even more energy to play with my kids from sun up to sun down. Every day and every week, I'm coming across and meeting a friend of mine that is also an Isagenics customer. My personal Isagenics associate, Sarah Schuster, helped me take control of my health and, most importantly, my life. Sarah walked me through the entire process, answered every question, and most importantly, serves as my personal daily cheerleader. And she can do the same and more for you. Give Sarah a call with the keyword curling at 218-391-1566 and she'll waive your one-year membership fee. Stop making excuses and start taking control. Let Sarah get you started on a healthier life at 218-391-1566. Isagenics did it for me, and it can do it for you. Welcome back into the Extra Extra In podcast here with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenics and Joe, we've got a special, and I say special, also exclusive interview here as we are joined by John Benton and Todd Burr from Team Burr. This is a a, a treat, an exciting opportunity to talk to to John and, and Todd here after what was a, a victorious day on basically September the 21st on that Thursday there in the Twin Cities. Guys, welcome into the Extra Extra In podcast. Thank you, Chris. Well, let's get out of the gate. Uh, you know, I guess really, what's the last few days for you, John, Todd? I mean, just hop in here. What has the last few days and in, in week been like for you guys, 10 days since the decision was announced that you guys would be included in the upcoming U.S. Olympic trials November in Omaha? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't, it's really not much, actually, to tell the truth. I mean, it's uh, just, we got a lot of preparation to do. I mean, it, it was a, a victory to get the invitation, but you know that's not our goal. Yeah, um, our goal is to win, and so there's there's a lot to be done yet. And and yeah, I just I, you know, you know me, I didn't get too excited. <laughs> John, <laughs> well, that's anybody who knows Todd uh, knows that he's not lying there. Um, <laughs> I think you know, obviously we. Uh, it was a, a big day for us to hear that we were in, but, you know, we have always kind of treated it like, you know, that was, that was a spot that we had earned. Yeah. Um, 
So while there's been kind of an increase in planning, obviously getting stuff ready for Omaha, um, it's, uh, you know, largely been, you know, business as usual. And really the only activity really has been, you know, just, um, you know, uh, seeing all of our, our friends and, and friends and family, you know, uh, messaging and, and, you know, giving us well wishes and congrats and all of that on, on Facebook or wherever it might be. There's been a lot of activity there, but as far as the team goes, you know, uh, pretty much, you know, working, working on our schedule and, and travel plans. Uh, um, as you know, we have a new player on the team, so making sure that he can get to all the prep events that we're going to be playing in, um, is an important thing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty much business as usual. Todd, uh, you know, when earlier this, uh, this season, uh, Price had a chance to talk to Richie Ruinen, who was on your team uh, at Nationals, uh, and he seemed to indicate that he felt that you guys would have to win Nationals to earn that spot. Was that the opinion of the team going into the event, and did that sort of change as, as the event rolled on and you wound up with the silver medal? Um, no, I, don't, I don't really think so. You know, we, we really didn't even talk about the trials at all uh, during nationals. It really wasn't until after the fact that we started looking at, at, at what our season had looked like and, and where that put us in the standings. Um, and I, yeah, so like, you know, I personally, I, I didn't think it mattered uh, to win nationals or not. Um, I don't think that was an automatic berth and I didn't think it was inherently going to keep us out either. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'd agree with Todd. I mean, we, we, um, didn't really talk about it much until afterward. And, um, you know, I think we felt that it was pretty clear that we were one of the top teams, um, over the last two years as it was just, you know, uh, based on how we, how we had played against, you know, the top teams in our country. And, you know, we had a couple of significant international wins. Um, so at the very least, I, I figured, you know, we were probably in the running, mm-hmm. um, and I guess you know, given the given the finish at nationals, we I kind of thought that would that would seal the deal. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, Joe mentioned Richie, you know, Rich Rune, and what what's his been? What's his reaction? You know, what has he said to you guys? Obviously, now he's playing with Chris Plies and and a heater over there, and you know, you guys pick up Hunter Clawson, who's now a member of Team Burr. You know, what was Richie's reaction? And then you know, also having Hunter now on board, you know, just talk about that new dynamic as you guys get ready to turn the page here. Yeah, I'd, um, you know, I had a chance to talk with Rich after the decision came down, um, and uh, you know, he was very gracious and and you know, congratulatory. Um, you know, I think I think he had a, a you know a little bit of a regret um, in that you know we we had a fun time playing yeah. together, and um, I, I think you know he indicated that when it, when I talked to him, and if he could go back, he would maybe make a different decision had he known that we were going to win the case, but. Uh, as most people know, it's, it's hard to win these cases that, you know, it doesn't happen very often. So, um, you know, we certainly don't blame him for the decision that he made. Um, and you know, having Hunter on the team is, is pretty awesome. I mean, Hunter's one of the top new young fresh curlers on the scene. Right. And, and, uh, he approached us very early on after, after, um, Rich left the team and said that he was available and to, to let him know whether or not, um, we were interested and, you know, I, I feel really comfortable having Hunter on the team, just knowing who he was coached by and, and the fact that um, he's handled himself so well 
um, you know, in in uh, some pretty competitive situations yeah. as as it's been uh, the last few years. So, I mean, kids headed off to the mixed world championships. So, you know, you can't uh, yeah. you, you can't really doubt his uh, ability or uh, skill level. So it's uh, it's been fun, and um, I'm looking forward to you know competing in a trials uh, with uh, a new fresh face. And so, you know, where does uh, Hunter sort of slide into the lineup? Um, is he just a straight-up replacement in, in terms of being vice, or are you mixing up the lineup for trial? Well, I, we're still, I think, um, he did play vice uh, in our first tournament in Oakville this year. Uh, but, you know, given the short time that we have to get to get ready for the Olympic trials, uh, we're looking at some changes there. And, and, uh, and yeah, just kind of see how that goes. All right, as we're I like talk- it. Keep a little mystery out there. Yeah, yeah. As we're talking with John Benton and Todd Burr from Teen Burr, uh, victorious in one step, but now the the real hard work begins preparing for the Olympic trials coming up at Baxter Arena in Omaha. And guys, you take us just kind of walk us through everything. You know the process, how everything went down. You got, you guys had a long day Thursday, September the twenty first. You know with the the hearing with with USA curling. You know just kind of talk about the day and then you know just simply what was the crux in stating your case before the USCA of why you guys belonged because you guys represented by you know an outstanding turn, uh, attorney and Mark Beyer who represented you guys and I got something to ask you about him here in a few minutes but you know just kind of talk about the day and, and the crux of the argument of why you guys simply belonged well I'll, I'll start by uh, the day started just fantastic uh-huh. our attorney you mentioned him, Mark Beyer got rear-ended on the way to the hearing <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, just right out in front of the uh, Four Seasons Curling Club is where we were meeting. And, and just turning into the parking lot, he got just nailed. Um, fortunately, he was okay. Yeah. Uh, the guy that hit him, they did actually take him in an ambulance. Um, oh, no. Although he was, he was, it wasn't anything permanent as far as I'm aware or serious, but he, he did get bounced around a little bit when he hit him. Can yeah, you imagine, was, you know, on, on your way to a, you know, an important case for – your friends and and you're an attorney and you get rear-ended on on your way on your way to the final hearing wow it, he did make sure that make sure i mentioned to you guys his his car is still in the shop <laughs> <laughs> yes sure um, I, I mean you are our, star star witness. <laughs> our star witness well i you know uh i was I was given the uh, the the pleasure of uh, being our, our only witness uh, on the stand, just because um, there was a number of things that had um, been emailed back and forth with the USCA and and during the case, and um, I ended up putting a lot of that documentation together. So it was basically up to me to kind of explain, you know, what the purpose was and why we did that, and and those kinds of things. Um, you know, so, you know, I was on the stand for a while and just, just like any court case, it was, you know, direct examination, cross-examination and redirect, recross, that kind of thing. And, and the panel uh, had a chance to ask some questions um, of each witness, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, once once the decision is published and I, I don't know when that will be, I'm, I'm sure the USDA will be doing that or will be doing that, but yeah. Um, you know, it really came down to one basic element, and and that was that um, in the, the the published criteria for discretionary selections, it basically said World Curling Tour results and performances from um, 1516 and 1617, 
and Nationals performances from the same two years. And what what has happened is that, you know, they've taken some liberties with what World Curling Tour performances and results meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started looking at things like games against international opponents and the number of international tournaments you played in and games against top 20 teams. Um, and they actually use those criteria to make their selections and to decide, um, you know, who is in and who is out. And the, it, the long and short of it is that the panel felt that that um, was an abuse of their discretion because they didn't publish those those very specific criteria. They didn't give anybody um, a chance to really know what those things were. And that's, you know, if you read the decision, that's basically what it came down to. Um, there are some other, I think, you know, good points in our case, and, and they had some defense, uh, which I, I think was really good. Um, but in the end, it really came down to, you know, having, you know, clearly stated criteria for any team, any team, not just our team, but any team, uh, to know how they would qualify for the Olympic trials. Did did you guys ever have? I mean, was there ever a doubt that you guys would win this appeal? That you know that that you know. I guess you know, rational thought wouldn't win. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but I guess was there ever a doubt on y'all's <laughs> part that hey, we might not win this thing, but we're going to fight the good fight just to see if we can make make this thing happen. I mean, was there ever any doubt? Well, we we're prepared to to. Uh... You know, go on. The, the next step would have been arbitration with the USOC, and uh-huh. and we were prepared to do that. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we had considered. I I don't think it was a slam dunk. Um, I, I think it it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for for you know, there there's a lot a lot of going on there, and and so yeah, you couldn't you you can't guarantee how someone's going to perceive the situation and how they're going to vote. So um, yeah, I I, I didn't think we were ever overconfident, and that's for sure. Yeah. In in my sense that I got just in in talking to people and just seeing the you know online and and, and just the curling community as a whole, it, the sense and that I got and felt you guys had overwhelming support from the curling community at large. That this was simply about fairness and that you guys deserve to be included. Did you get the sense of that overwhelming feeling or a feeling that? you know, that you had the majority of people out there from the curling community with you guys? I certainly did. Um, you know, there's, there's kind of that perception, right. Of, of what, what's right and what's wrong. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I said a number of times that it, it just felt to me like everybody outside of the selection room, you know, kind of felt we were in that top five. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I can, I can see where, you know, you, you could make some arguments differently, but, but again, it really came back to the criteria. And uh, I mean, I've never felt uh, more support in, in something that I've done uh, than I did with this. I mean, just all of our um, curling friends, you know, far and wide, I mean, internationally, locally, um, you know, lot, lots of, you know, club curlers, competitive curlers just really you know kind of um making it feel like we we had all that support um yeah yeah i did really not much i can add to that um uh yeah you know there's a lot of support and everybody obviously uh where we work uh we see people every day and and just uh all through the summer like constantly people were asking and 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 expressing their support 
Yeah. So guys, I mean, we've talked about how there's like no off season anymore in curling. And I mean, uh, you guys are part of the four seasons curling club. Uh, <laughs> there's ice all year long. And so I guess what my question is, is what's next for the team? I mean, yeah. you've I've obviously been preparing all, all, uh, all summer and practicing. I'm sure uh, now that you've got Hunter on the team, how do you guys prepare together um, and get yourself ready for these trials in November? Well, um, that's a secret, Joe. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if, you know, fortunately with the situation with Hunter is that he's uh, able to spend time. Uh, he'll be spending considerable time actually here in the Twin Cities uh, in prep for the uh, trials and then, uh, of course, the tournaments that we'll play together. So uh, despite where he lives, I don't think that's going to be a big issue for us. Yeah, and one thing I want to ask you guys as we close up shop here with John Benton and Todd Burr, you know, now that you're obviously included, this isn't, you know, this isn't going to get a, you know, a blue ribbon or a, you know, a, a participation trophy. You guys are going there to win. This isn't simply you got there. I know that was a big battle to get there, but this isn't just to go have a good time in Omaha. You guys are going with your sights set on the prize here, and that's to win the Olympic trials. Yeah, you, you know, it, it's it's going to be a dogfight. You know, sure. there there's five good teams there, and uh, every game is is, uh, is going to be a, a dogfight. I mean, you can win them, but every every team can beat you too. So uh, I expect that. You know, I, I'm thinking it's it's a double round robin, right? As, as I understand, with the best of three playoffs, same way they did it last time. So um, yeah, I it's certainly don't expect anybody that is going to just walk right through that field. Yeah, um, they just going to be a matter of, of being patient and, and uh, you know, playing one game at a time and uh, hopefully at the end of the week, uh, put yourself in a position where you can, you can make the finals. I totally agree with that. It's, um, you know, so much different than nationals where, where, you know, you have more teams and, um, you know, you're, you're not facing everybody twice. And uh, all of these teams, especially over the last couple of years, I mean, we know each other so well um, that, um and, and with the added uh, kind of energy that goes into an Olympic trials and all of the prep work, you know, everybody's going to be fully prepared and ready to go. Um, so I don't, I don't, you know, you're going to see um, probably, you know, the best curling that you've seen in the United States in the past, you know, decade uh, is my guess uh, because it's, it's um, everybody's ramped it up even a bit more since 2014. Um, and uh, it's, it's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. And and this weekend you guys have a chance to prepare against three of those teams that you'll be playing against in the St. Paul Cash Spiel, um, right in your own backyard. Uh, how do you feel about uh, that? Is you know getting a chance to scout and prepare against those teams, maybe if the draw works out correctly. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> it's just you know for us it's really uh, we've only played one tournament so far this year, and it's really kind of the start. And especially with the fact that we're now now in the trials, and so things have taken a bit of a different light. So it's kind of an entry tournament is the way I'm looking at it. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time, but uh, just you know, get together as a team and, and just feel things out. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, we we have performed well in St. Paul the past few years, so that that's a uh, you know we've got that going for us. Is is you know we. Um, obviously that being my home club for a long time, super familiar with it, but there's something just about being there. It's, it's kind of comfortable. You don't have to be in a hotel and, um, you know, it's, it's a chance for us to, 
to work on you know some of the finer things that we need to work on as we pre- prepare for uh, November. Well, guys, uh, Todd Burr, John Benton, I, we just can't thank you enough for taking the time here on the Extra Extra and podcast. Just you know to talk to the curling community, you know your fans. Uh, people around the sport, Joe and I ourselves, you know, I, I'll say personally from my personal standpoint, number one, just very excited you guys are going to be in Omaha. Four great curlers, four gentlemen, four people that just bring a lot of fun and joy to the sport. I just can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Bryce. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks that- for joining us, guys. Yep, that's Todd Burr and John Benton, and we, Joe and I, we will be right back here on the Extra Extra In podcast, powered by Isagenics. Red Elephant Chocolate's sophisticated yet whimsical approach, premium products, and ideal locations help them become one of Wisconsin's leaders in handcrafted chocolates. What sets them apart are their artistic truffles, small batch caramels, imaginative flavors, and distinctive specialties, including Theobroma, the world's rarest chocolate, and the original big cheese cheddar truffle. Many ask, what's with the name Red Elephant Chocolate? Red is what gives candy canes their lanes, fashions any old brandy into a brandy old-fashioned, and makes a rose not just any rose, but one that demands a peck, a kiss, or perhaps even a roll in the hay. Like an elephant, love is grand, genuine, and undeniable. Most remarkable is that, despite their strength and size, elephants depend most on the love of their family to survive. If love had a flavor, it would taste like chocolate. So they became Red Elephant Chocolate. As their home is near the major hub for curling in the USA, their relationship with the sport may be less abstract than you think. They love curling, and several of them play the game. This week, we are giving you the chance to win a full-house curling-themed set of chocolates from Red Elephant Chocolate. It's 17 total pieces, 16 curling stone-shaped chocolates, 8 dark, 8 milk, and a box that looks like a house with their signature elephant chocolate on the button. To enter this delicious contest... Go to the website www.tesn.us backslash podcast and click on the win widget. We'll announce our winner next week. All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra in Podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenics Price Atkinson. Joe Calabrese and joined once again for the second week in a row by two-time Olympian Jessica Schultz joining us. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing great, Price. Thanks for having me on here again. Yeah, thanks, Jess, so much for doing this. And, you know, before before we go a step further, I thought about this earlier, and I thought this was the time to do it. And I, and I just want to say, before we do move move any further on this it's been a a trying a a tough kind of tumultuous week around the country but certainly in las vegas with what transpired sunday night into early monday morning here in the east coast but just quite simply that our thoughts and prayers anybody that was affected that's listening right now by the the horrific, unspeakable, unnecessary events that went down in Las Vegas on Sunday night, our thoughts and prayers and hearts are with you because that quite simply is beyond um, unimaginable what we've seen. So I just wanted to say that just very quickly as we get ready to get out of the gate in our weekly roundtable. 
Jess, I guess let's start with you here. A eventful week, but as we, Joe and I talked earlier here in the podcast with Todd Burr and John Benton, uh, simply successful in their appeal, y- you sat on, you were one of three that sat on, uh, you know, that, that heard the case. I guess just simply from a thousand foot level, just what was it like from your standpoint to kind of go through this process Right. Yeah, it was um, it was interesting. That's that's for darn sure. Being on both sides, I kind of felt like I was towing the line, um, being a director on the board for the curling association, as well as um, on the athletes advisory committee and knowing both sides, knowing team Burr's team really well and knowing Rick and, and the whole crew all the um, members on the selection committee. So it was definitely uh, touching home. It was a great experience for me personally. And it was definitely a challenging one to kind of overcome because the my main goal going into this, knowing that I have people on both sides that are going to be affected, um, that I wanted to just go into it as unbiased and objective as I can and just take forward all the evidence and, and get to know the process and really understand what I was doing going into this and what the a decision, what the effect of that decision was going to be. So Jessica, you know, do you, what were you expecting kind of going into that day on the 21st? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I knew that there was going to be a trial, and I knew I already had and had gone through a lot of the exhibits, and I was told to plan for a day, and I did, and <laughs> it was definitely a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, it was not great. It was great as a learning experience, right? I haven't been through the law side before and getting to sit on a, a panel and hearing, you know, witnesses be sworn in and, and cross examinations and, and hearing, you know, uh, John Benton and Rick and Derek and, you know, Rich, uh, Leland Rich all on there and discussing their points and reasons why things should be one way or the other. So it was, it was definitely an interesting day. <laughs> What, what was your biggest takeaway from it, from a very long, trying, emotional day? What was your personal biggest takeaway from uh, the September 21st in the hearing? I think that there was a lot to take away from that day, actually. Okay. I think the biggest thing uh, is, to, is communication and being objective. <laughs> and so that's probably my biggest takeaway, and, and that can cross over to anything. Sure. Um, you do in life, right? And then, yeah, I like I got to sit sit with David Russell and learned a lot from the, from him and and Mark Lamy are both two great guys. So it was it was definitely good. <laughs> well, I don't think we need to go too much deeper into this. I know that uh, it, it was it was probably the news of the week, but I think we've covered it pretty well. You know, why don't we kind of switch gears a little bit here, start talking a little bit about uh, sort of how they did and sort of as uh, uh, they're approaching, sort of see where, see where things lay right now. Um, we talked a little bit before, Price and I, about the podcast bump, and it seemed like uh, his team Christensen was on the podcast last week. They, uh, they were quite the beneficiary of the bump. They made it into the semifinals in Stockholm. Uh, pretty good result from them. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's great to see that they're doing well on tour and and they are um, ready to peak at the right moment here. Yeah, it was a solid field too, Joe. I mean, it was a good uh, 
you know, some really good teams that were over there. They were the only U.S. team that was in Stockholm, but and just getting a, a, a great result. You always want to win, but getting to the semi, semis in, in that tournament, I, I know Coach Phil Drobnik and Team Christensen, they, came, they come home, you know, very, feeling really good about their performance. Yeah, you know, there were some uh, pretty strong international field there, teams from uh, Japan, Sweden, Switzerland, Scotland, Germany, uh, Russia, Sweden. I mean, Annette Norberg was in that event. I mean, these are, these are some solid teams, and, you know, to come out of there with a semifinal uh, is, is a terrific result for that team, and uh, I'm sure that it's going to give them a lot of confidence going into next month. You know, staying on the women's side, Jess, uh, I, I believe what, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Team Sinclair in the latest world rankings up to number nine in the world. If I if I've got that right, you know, moving into the top ten, that's pretty good company you're keeping with right there for Jamie Sinclair and her her rank. Oh, definitely, that's fantastic. I can't remember the last time someone's been up in there for the state. Yeah, you know, I think I read today that it was uh, 2013 that a team uh, had risen to that world ranking. Uh, that was the last time somebody had made it to at least uh, number nine in the world. So uh, that's a, a terrific uh, result for them. And, you know, they're just building. It seems like they're just building and continuing to do well. Now, while they didn't qualify at this last event, uh, they were playing the, in the prestige hotels uh, and resorts curling classic. Uh, Nina Roth's team made it into the quarterfinals. So uh, they're building on some successes they had towards the end of last season and early into this season. Uh, they wound up losing in a quarterfinal to Rachel Homan, which is, uh, you know, if you're going <laughs> to lose to somebody, Homan's not a bad one to lose to. But uh, they were they were in it until uh, until the fourth end, and, and Homan cracked a three on him with the hammer, and it sort of took command uh, of that game. But, um, you know, I think some really good uh, results here from the women's teams uh, as they head into next month. Definitely. you got to look at it as probably the favorite going over to South Korea, guys, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. you know, one of the things that we find out last week, and I I don't want to say I made light out of it, but that for the upcoming world spot, Canada will be challenged by Brazil. And I don't want to laugh, guys, but, I mean, takeaways from that. I guess let's just take that as a jumping, jumping off point. You know, I, I think uh, it's interesting that they made that, the decision to do that again. You know, normally – Brazil sort of challenged the U.S. over the last few years, but with the world's being in the United States, uh, the U.S. gets an automatic bid, so their only option was to challenge Canada. Um, I'm curious as to who Canada will pick as a team uh, to, to, challenge, uh, to take on that challenge. Uh, any ideas, Jess? Honestly, they can probably pick any one of their teams from any tier, and they'd probably be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say that I guess what we're saying is, right, the bench is pretty darn deep, right, Jess? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, – uh, Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry, Price. I was going to just uh, transition over to the men's side, and, and yep. Brady Clark's team was playing in uh, Saskatoon. Uh, and wound up in the quarterfinals out there. They wound up losing to the eventual uh, champion, Colton Flash. Uh, so they made uh, another uh, qualifier. Um, so Clark's team just continuing to do well uh, leading up to these trials. I think that what we're seeing now is that all these teams uh, on the U.S. side, the goal of the HPP was really so that we could compete at a world level, and we're getting there more and more. Every week it seems like we're talking about teams qualifying. 
Yeah, and it was interesting, too, because, you know, John Schuster, what I believe Brady and John were the two U.S. men's teams there, and and John and those guys get knocked out a little bit earlier. But, you know, Brady, as you mentioned, makes the quarterfinals. Those guys were were feeling pretty good, had a good result. And you got to look at Brady right now. Those guys have had a pretty solid fall. I mean, it's a very shallow fall. We're not very far into this, but – you know, in the in the few tournaments they played, I think Brady and his crew they've got to be feeling good because where were they at? Uh, what the Stustels tanker, Joe? If I've got that right, where I mean, they had a good, a fairly good result uh, early in the season, and then making the quarters this past weekend in Saskatoon. I mean, certainly something to build on. Yeah, you know, I think uh, they're just going to continue to plug away and and you know grind you know as a team that you know is outside that hpp we we've talked to them earlier in the podcast series so you, you want to hear that interview i think it's episode three you want to go back and listen to them um I, I think that they're just plugging away uh and they're gonna they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with next month all right the saint paul caspiel coming up this weekend jess cut to the chase any chance you're gonna be a wild card entry well, we're into it, actually. Oh, you so, uh, you are in. You're playing. Yeah, yeah, we're playing. <laughs> That's why she's on the podcast. It's because she wants the podcast bump. Well, I yeah, haven't I, seen I, the field. Can, yeah. So, getting a little more publicity for Team Eagle here. No, uh, there's six six women's teams that are playing. I was just looking at the draw. We have one game on Friday and three on Saturday. So, depending on how that shakes out hopefully we'll be playing on sunday well we wish you the best of luck there jess you know we we talked a little bit about uh people who come on the podcast seem to do pretty well the next weekend so uh, my money's on you to do real well this weekend hey there you go thank you well i'll be calling you guys again then come december when our next event is (laughs) sounds good (laughs) well you look on the uh the women's side all three of the uh i believe all three joe correct me if i'm wrong but None are playing in the St. Paul Caspiel in terms of the high-performance teams. They're going to be going – is it all three that are going to be in Calgary this weekend? I know for sure that none are going to be uh, in St. Paul. Yeah, that's right. It looks like all the high-performance teams on the women's side are are going to be skipping St. Paul, going to Calgary, a little bit uh, deeper field there. I'm sure it's worth a few more points and. You know, I, I bet you they're all trying to keep an eye on each other too, to see how they're doing, where, what the weaknesses might be. Uh, it's that time of year where you got to be uh, looking at those things if you want to advance. What about on the men's side? Talk about the men's field because that, uh, as we just talked to Todd Burr and John Benton, those guys are going to be playing. But what does the men's field look like for for this weekend in St. Paul? You know, four of those five teams uh, are going to be in the event. Schuster's the only one not in the event. I can't find him playing anywhere this week, so maybe they have the week off. Um, but uh, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good field with all those U.S. teams playing uh, in it. There's a good chance they'll be playing each other at some point, uh, sort of previewing what happens next month. Jess, you excited to get back on the ice this weekend and uh, you know throw some rocks, get uh, you know represent Bo Welling and. Uh, Team Eagle? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it, and uh, we'll see what uh, we what the cobwebs shake off. <laughs> so this is your first event this season? <laughs> yeah, this will be our first event. We had a practice weekend a couple weeks ago, but um, yeah, first one. We'll be catching up here. And lineup's the same as last year? Lineup is the same, yep. Why don't you fill people in on who's, who's playing with you? Oh, 
right. So I have uh, Courtney George playing third, Jordan Moulton playing second, and Steph Seneker bringing in the lead. And then we have Doug Pottinger skipping, or skipping. Skipping, wow. <laughs> skipping for us this year. <laughs> He'll be coaching until Allison might be around. And, yeah. Oh, that's, that's terrific. That's so great. May, maybe, Joe, you and I can go ahead and anoint Team Schultz the favorite, especially as we know the podcast bump is coming their way. So I'm just going to go ahead and call. Let's call Team Schultz the favorite at the St. Paul Caspiel. How about it? Well, I like it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. anybody's all right well jess two-time olympian jessica schultz joe calabrese price atkinson myself just you know another great round table here uh great episode but just appreciate everybody getting in this week jess good luck this weekend from all of us Uh, like we said the podcast bump is fully behind you just simply go out and do your thing in st paul we'll do the best we can thank you guys it was nice talking with you there you go we'll be right back here on the Extraction Podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. If you're looking to buy new curling equipment, don't settle for cheap imitations. Hardline came onto the scene seven years ago and is now at the forefront of high-performance and recreational curling equipment. Hardline's ice pad is the best choice when it comes to brush heads, which is why top-ranked pros play with it, including world champions Team Gushu, as well as U.S. men's and women's national champions Team Schuster and Team Sinclair. Whether you're looking for brooms, the Pro Slide Delivery Aid designed by Reed Carruthers, or shoes and apparel, take a look at Hardline and see why they are the number one choice for curling equipment. Show this sponsor your support by going to www.tesn.us and clicking on Hardline's Ice Pad logo. All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra and podcast with the 12th End Sports Network, powered by Isagenics, Price Atkinson, and Joe Calabrese here. Joe, man, another great episode, episode five, almost in the books, but, you know, just a really great conversation interview with Todd Burr and John Benton there earlier. Yeah, you know, I think it, it was important for us to be able to uh, sort of hear the story uh straight from the horse's mouth. And I think uh, they outlined pretty much what I think that they felt their case was. And, you know, ultimately they were successful. And, and so they're going to be joining those uh, those four teams we've always talked about in, these, in this podcast, Schuster, uh, McCormick, uh, Clark. Uh, you know, he's going to be joining all those teams uh, trying to get uh, ready for the trials here in November. Yeah, and, you know, from a, a personal opinion here, just real quick, you know, Joe, I – while we only have three teams on the women's side, you know, the rules and, and everything that was stated that, you know, three to five teams could compete on either side at the Olympic trials. I'm personally glad that we have a five team men's field. You know, it's going to be a really a full, robust week because with just, if we only had three on one side, three on the other, you know, a curling schedule as far as being in Omaha for that length of time. I'm just simply glad you add that many more games and have more of a robust week of competition, Just and not just competition, high-level competition. Yeah, these teams are pretty evenly matched, and they're going to be doing a double round robin. And so I think, you know, whoever's best that week is going to get uh, determined, and, you know, they're going to be our best representative going forward. I, I, I know that we've talked a little bit before about sort of Schuster's attitude going into this, and, you know, obviously they feel like they – they have uh, every opportunity uh, at, a, at a world stage to kind of prove their worth. Um, but these other teams, they're nipping at their heels, and they're not that far behind. And I, I do think that uh, 
this is going to be a dogfight when it gets to Omaha. Yeah, I totally agree. Just can't wait for it. And you know, also to let you know, uh, Team USA they announced uh, upcoming Team USA Winterfest events presented by Hershey's, uh, starting with the 100 day countdown event. That that event is going to be in New York City in Times Square. That's going to be November the first. It's going to last from three to eight p.m. You're going to be able to see a live show on the Olympic Channel home of Team USA from seven to eight p.m. on the night of November the 1st, but 3 to 8 p.m., going to have all kinds of Olympians. We're going to have a lot of curlers there, Olympian, Winter Olympians from other sports that are seeking to make their return to the Winter Olympics, but Times Square, New York City, November the 1st. I'll be there uh, with Team USA. Should be a, another great event and, and just can't wait to take part in a couple of those as we've got another one of those uh, with street curling and some other things uh, coming up. November the 11th. Joe, want to make sure we hit the St. Paul Caspiel coming up this week, and I, just a fantastic event locally there in the Twin Cities. Yeah, you know, uh, one of our affiliates, TESN St. Paul, puts uh, puts this up on the web, and so you're going to see four of the five men's uh, trials teams uh, in action. The only team missing is going to be Schuster, um, but, you know, it's going to be from, I'm sorry, September, I'm in the wrong month, October 6th <laughs> to 8th, and uh, they're going to have commentary for a lot of these games, so it should be a very high-quality uh, webcast, uh, and so that's not all we've got those this weekend. We've got uh, Team Sinclair, who's also going to be uh, out at the uh, Curler's Corner Autumn Gold Curling Classic. Well, there's a lot of uh, C's in that one, uh, but uh, in you know, Curler's Corner, wow! Um, that's that they're going to be uh, webcasting from there all weekend as well, and and uh, they they webcast as many games as they're able to, and this weekend is one of them. So we're looking forward to that on the on the webcast as well. And then finally, uh, Team Murray, uh, Sean Murray uh, has helped uh, TESN for quite some time. When he decided he was going to put his men team, men's team back together, uh, TESN decided we were going to support him in some way. And, and as a result, they're going to also be webcasting from St. Paul, uh, their games. So there's, you know, there should be a number of different uh, streams out there for people to enjoy this weekend. As we get closer and closer to ice being installed here in Rochester, we're really excited about that. Yeah, baby. It's starting to cool down here in South Carolina, too. The humidity's going down, and so is the temperature ever so slowly. But check out TESN.us online, the 12th in Sports Network. Catch everything streamed there. Also, make sure to follow the 12th in Sports Network on Twitter and Facebook at 12th in Sports. You, your home for live streaming, our contest giveaways, you know, listen to the podcast, all the different ways you can connect with us. Next week here on the Extra Extra Podcast, we'll talk with Heater McCormick and Corey Dropkin from Team McCormick, another big episode. But Joe, uh, just before we get out of here, uh, excited for a, another weekend of some good curling. Just always good to, to do this every week with you. Just something I look forward to and will continue to look forward to as we get closer to Omaha, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. A new podcast drops every Thursday morning. So get at it. Subscribe on Apple uh, and Google Play. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher all the different ways you can catch us. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. A lot of fun here on Episode 5 of the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th Men Sports Network, powered by Isogenics. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th Men Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook 
to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In podcast, powered by Isogenics.